you still go out and socialise now that you're a parent? This is something Sophie Parekh and her husband battled over after they had their first baby. They worried about leaving Leo with a babysitter and if either of them ventured out alone, the other would be left at home feeling resentful and jealous, which led to arguments. When their second son Harry arrived, they decided to sit down and work out a way of going out that kept everyone happy. And it worked. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Sophie runs Big Fish Little Fish Raves for parents to take their kids to, which are a huge success. Today I'm talking to Sophie about the importance of going out after having kids and her strategies for making it simple, fun and guilt-free. So hi Sophie, Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. So I know that you organise these fantastic family raves. Why do you think it's so important for parents to still go out post-baby? So the family raves are um, a great time to be able to mix something that you really loved before children in a family-friendly environment. Um, And I think for a lot of the new parents that I speak to, the tiniest of babies, it kind of gets them out of that slump a little bit. Um, You know, they've probably had had the baby and they're having lots of sleepless nights and then just something that's really fun and with their type of music um, really kind of lights their face up when they start thinking about it. So that's really important, I think, to make sure when you're having, when you have kids, that you are still in, you're enjoying them. And it's not just a chore every day to, to sing baby shark, you know, (laughs) the 20 times and, you know, baby massage is great and baby yoga is great, but sometimes it's really important to do stuff that you really want to do as well. And that's what I think big fish, little fish is really good for. Um, and certainly why me and my husband got into it because we started off as like super fans, um, about five years ago. And then the opportunity came up and you know, I jumped at the chance um, to be able to to do something like this because I really enjoyed it as a guest. So for people who haven't been, what can you expect when you go to a, a Big Fish, Little Fish family rave? We never compromise on music. So the biggest thing to expect is that there will be a top UK DJ. There will be proper grown-up music. We do lots of different genres. Um, so we do drum and bass, jungle, acid house, um, we've even done kind of, you know, more classic bangers through the decades. Um, but we don't play children's music. It's not what we're about. We really want to give parents a nightclub experience that is safe for their children. So we don't play the music as loud as you would do in a club, but you still get that nostalgic feeling of being on a dance floor. And it, we, we, we do play in really quirky venues um, as well because, you know, don't want to do it in a church hall because that's that's not the nightclub experience, is it? You want to be in a club. So, you know, I do Nightingales in Birmingham and we do Pop World. I'm doing Tunnel Club. So lots of different venues to kind of give different audiences, I suppose, you know, that, that feeling of like, oh, I used to go there and let's bring the kids along. So, yeah, so you were telling me that you have kind of found a way to be able to go out both independently of each other and together. And tell me about how you kind of 
did that because um, and why I think sometimes it, not being able to go out when you've got kids it can lead to a bit of resentment can't it absolutely um this was a very it's long journey for us to get to this place I don't want you to to think that we sat down very maturely one day and had a polite conversation about how can we go out out without children that is you know out out um and we amicably decided that we were going to do it and this is how we're going to do it it took a few years um to to figure out how to do it and I think for us anyway our first was um a happy accident um I was 24 when I found out I was pregnant which isn't particularly young is it but it's not you know very I wasn't really established in our relationship and I mean, I was living in a house share with three lads. Like I was not really thinking, oh, I'm ready for a baby. Um, so I think we weren't mentally there for, oh, we're going to have to stay at home now. So that built up a lot of resentment, um, especially from me, if I'm really honest. And I think it's hard. It is harder for the woman in a lot of ways. We had our son. I was breastfeeding. That didn't go well straight away. So I felt like I couldn't go out every time I did go out or even to the shops, I'd be leaking everywhere. And I was like, Oh, well, just, I can't leave the house then. Can I? Um, and it was easier for my husband just to go, Oh, I'm going for drinks after work. And be like, well, you know, I've been at home all day. Like, uh, so I think that happens to a lot of people and it brewed and brewed and brewed. And, um, for us, it did kind of take us that second child to really be like, we don't want to carry on like this. I wasn't happy. We were having lots of arguments. And, you know, even when I went out, um, you know, I, I did stand up comedy for a while. And that, that was a, a, a point of resentment on my husband's side, because to do stand up comedy, you've got to go out midweek to sometimes you know, not the most desirable of areas and performed maybe only three, four people. Um, and I was doing this whilst heavily pregnant. So my husband was like, why are you doing this? Why are you going out? You're putting yourself at risk. You may get in stress. And I was like, because I want to go out. I want to go and do something for myself. So we were both unhappy with it. We were both arguing a lot. And we just had this epiphany moment where we both decided we want to be happy and we want the other person to be happy and we are a team and the team's not working so what can we do um so we didn't kind of set off with some hard fast rules to begin with but then we developed them over time and so some of the rules that we rules we have are has to be put in the shared google calendar which is the biggest and best piece of advice i could give any new parent is you need to get on a shared calendar that is linked to your phone, maybe even your work email as well, because that way it prepared us for the other person had in their head. You know, you always think you're going to have that conversation, but when you have kids, it gets to eight o'clock and then you clean up and then you watch Netflix and then you pass out. So you don't That's ever so have, true. Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of stuff I've only watched halfway is ridiculous, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you never have those conversations. So that joint calendar is like, oh, by the way, I'm going to the gym on this date, pop another one in. Oh, I want to go to this rave. I mean, that might just be me and Rakesh, but um, we, we do that and that works really well and we live by it. There have been times where I have forgotten to put something in the calendar got ready for it. And Rakesh's like, it's not in the calendar. And I haven't gone. 
because that is the rule because it prepares the other person for like how the rest of their evening is going to go. It's, you know, courteous, I suppose. So that is one of our rules that I would swear by. Then another one is not all the time, which is a bit vague, but you know, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship where both of us want to go out drinking every weekend. So we space it out and it's, I don't want people to think that us going out is all about drinking. It's not, you know, we go out and do different things. So my husband actually went to a rave not that long ago and he went sober. He didn't touch anything. He just wanted to go and dance and he went by himself. (laughs) None of his friends were free. And he just was like, I really love the lineup. I want to go. And he drove there and then completely sober, came out, had a little nap in his car and then came home and then we went we did we actually did a big fish little fish rave that next day so it's not all about drinking it's about just going out and leaving the washing up and stepping away and getting some perspective so not all the time is one of us is our second rule and especially with the drinking I don't want us to be drinking all the time so space it out two three two three things a month maybe and then the final one, which my husband actually doesn't agree with, um, but I make him, is no. The, the 10 a.m. is the cutoff for lions on a weekend. Um, so if he's gone out or if I've gone out on a Friday, we have to be ship shape for kids by 10 a.m. Um, he would love it to have a massive lion. But for me, it's like the kids have been at school or childcare all week, like, we need to have a nice weekend and that's our family time. So, and I feel like 10 a.m. is a magic time for a lot of parents because they've woken up, they've had breakfast, they've had cartoons, they're ready for an activity by 10 a.m. before. If you go out later, you're stuck with lunch times, naps, everybody's hungry, everybody's grumpy. So 10 a.m. we're off and doing something. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So then it doesn't encroach on your weekend with your kids. I mean, the hangover does. But we do do <laughs> activities. So, and actually, to be fair, if you are feeling a bit delicate, getting out of the house and having some fresh air can actually wake you up a little bit and kind of get you through to bedtime. And what's been the benefit of that for you as a couple? So the first thing is we have things to talk to about with each other, especially with lockdown. You know, we were with each other all the time. So we got to the point I had nothing new to tell him, you know, <laughs> like I, I went to the lounge, went, went to the bedroom, went, you know, put some food on. He's, he knows it because I've been with him. Um, so when we started able to going out again, it was nice. You know, I'd come in and I'd be like, oh, there's new bars opened. And did you know about this? And I saw this person and we had some gossip. To, to talk about, you know, and something that the other person didn't know. So that was really refreshing to just have something to chat about. Um, but then we also go out together, which is another thing that, you know, I mentioned to you before is that going out together is really important as well. And especially when you go out dancing and you're doing something physical, right? You know, you, you're also getting the endorphins from moving around and doing stuff. And then you're doing that together it just really helps our relationship, I think. And we, we both come home with a renewed energy, even though we might have be a bit hungover or whatever, but mentally, we just have that bit more patience for the children, a bit more patience for everything going around in the house. And I think, I don't know about you, but when you're out of the house, you can have discussions with each other 
that if you were in the house would be a bit too get too heated too quickly. But when you're in a restaurant or doing something else, it gives a little bit of perspective and you're just a bit calmer about it. So we've had some of our we we decided all of this going out stuff when we were went for coffee with each other and we just laid it out and you know both were quite open with how we were feeling and emotions that we were having. And I think we were only able to have that conversation because we were away from the house. And I guess it's quite nice to get dressed up as well and get out of your leggings and your your clothes that you're kind of going around the house with the kids in. It is a bit. And it is, you know, when I see my husband all dolled up, I'm like, oh, hello, <laughs> you exist. <laughs> and, um, and, and for yourself as well. Um, I did actually was thinking about we go out and one of the difficulties that I find going out is... I'm trying to get ready like I used to get ready, you know, when you have when, back in the days when you had like three, four hours to get ready and, you know, you do your hair and your nails, everything would be, you know, on point. And that's not the case anymore. I probably can squeeze in 40 minutes of getting ready. And that was, that makes me feel really good is having that bit of time just to pluck my eyebrows or to do something, but it does have to be quite rapid. Um, so, but it really builds up your confidence. And I, I suppose what I'm getting at is there are a lot of women out there that I know, it's my friends who don't go out because they don't feel confident. They, yes. you know, they, they don't know what to wear. What are people wearing anymore? I went to town recently and I was like, what is all this fashion? <laughs> What's happened? Um, but it's all like nostalgic actually, because it's all kind of nineties fashion where I'm a nineties baby and I'm like, Oh, this is cool again. Why did I throw all my stuff away? <laughs> it's good. Do you think that's part of it? Why we don't go out that it's actually, it feels like quite a hassle trying to get a babysitter, maybe feeling a bit guilty about it. I think there's a lot in it. Um, you know, I think childcare is it's a really sensitive issue, I think, especially for first time moms or if you've had a you know, bad experience um, or anything like that. You know, do you trust people? I remember being that first time mom and I was so anxious about, is my mom going to stick to the bedtime routine? Is he going to have enough milk? Have I, have I pumped enough milk? And I was looking at my little milk bank in the freezer and getting so worked up about, you know, how is that going to work? Um, and we're actually really lucky. Both of our parents are nearby and will help out as much as they can. Um, but I, I do feel for for women and families that don't have that network around, that family network around them, and they might have to reach out to kind of paid childcare or friends and family or neighbours. And um, so I think that's a big one is that financially that could be a burden is that childcare and, and also just trying to get over that anxiety of actually trusting somebody to look after your child. I always have to remind myself when I get that anxiety, my mom kept three of us alive. (laughs) She knows how to look after a baby. She will be fine. Like it will be okay. And if it's not okay, I can come home. It's not, you know, don't need to worry about it, but I still get that anxiety a little bit. Um, And then the confidence thing. I think that's why I didn't go out to be honest. Um, I really, you know, I breastfed both my children and, you know, things aren't exactly the same as they were before baby. Um, and you know, clothes don't quite fit how you expected. And I think you get some, I have done it myself where I've got dressed up and then I've gone, you know what? I can't do it. I've been in tears. I've been in tears about it thinking I can't do it. I just don't feel 
myself. I don't feel confident. I feel like I'm going to worry the whole, my nails aren't painted. My hair's got split ends. You know, I feel awful. So some of the hacks that I've developed over time is my wardrobe is very boring. It really is, but it's all black, maybe a few funky bits, but that it's very black, black skinnies, black Doc Martens, black skinny jeans. But it means that if you have the opportunity to go out, I know an outfit that's going to be fine. It's a safe outfit. I feel good in it. I have dresses that I have worn probably 30, 40 times now because I just wear the same thing, but I know that I'm going to feel okay with it. I don't waste that hour just trying to choose what to wear. That's a good um, idea. Yeah, I, I, we, I really swear by that one because um, I had so many clothes before baby that I wouldn't dream of wearing now. You know, like yes. and I just, I just kept hold of them, and they were like looking at me, and I was looking at them, and neither of us were happy. Um, and I just thought, okay, I've got to, got to get rid of you. Um, you're from a different lifetime, so my wardrobe is very safe, but it makes going out a lot quicker. Um, and another thing that I kind of have done as well, got balayage. Oh yeah. Can't have highlights anymore and roots balayage all the way it grows out <laughs> and it looks okay. So I swear by that because I'd have it done once a year and it lasts me a whole year and, and I don't have to go to the hairdressers and it That's always kind of looks like, yeah, I've got quite long hair as well. So, um, you know, when I was having highlights put in and you know what it's like, you know, three weeks later, you've got really bad roots. So yep, that was another thing that I I went through. I I haven't sorted my nails out. That is one thing that I just can't, I can't, I'm not adult enough to sort my nails out. Um, so just accepted that I've got (laughs) terrible nails, wear gloves maybe, but, um, um, but the other thing is my makeup is really simple as well. Um, I, I just, if I try and go over the top with fake eyelashes, I just end up with all the mascara down my face and, and everything. So I keep things really simple when I go out, um, which would be kind of my, my advice to somebody thinking, oh, I don't know whether to do it or not. Wear something that you're happy with. Go for something makeup wise that is easy to do. Don't, don't use this time to experiment. That's what I'm getting at is that's what we used to do before kids is I'd get all my stuff out and I'd be three hours experimenting with different eyeshadows and different techniques and I don't have time for that now. I have to be really quick and safe and know that it's at the end of it, it's going to look all right. Yeah, good plan. So how old are your boys, Leo and Harry now? So Leo is five and Harry has just turned two. Oh, and do you like, obviously you like taking them to the raves with you. Do, do you take them to other places with you? Do you like going out as a family? Yes, it's actually, it's been nice to go back out again, hasn't it? Um I never want to go to a park again. I'm sorry, but I spent a year and a half at all the parks in Birmingham um, because it was the only thing we were allowed to do. So I am done with parks, Um, but they do come to the raves with me. Leo's at the age now that he kind of helps me out a little bit, just a little bit, which is really cute. And he loves it. He wears a high vis and he he comes comes on the door, lets some people in. And then his favorite thing to do is to make the craft and then show the other kids, you know, how to make it. Oh, that's so cool. It it is really, and I think, especially with him, just because he's that little bit older, it's just really nice to see him growing up and him being part of this. And he thinks he's so cool. But he went, his first day back to school, he had, his face was kind of green because he'd done a rave the day before. And he said to his, he said to his teacher, sorry, my face is green. I was a rave yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's brilliant. There's not going to be many that come in on a Monday morning like that. Yes, and he likes the name Big Fish, Little Fish. He just thinks, oh, that's really cool. Um, So he's been like making logos and and things. So he's really got into it. Harry, on the other hand, I don't know, terrible twos have hit me hard with my second child. Um, He will come to the rate. He hasn't been to one yet. Um, but when he does come, I'm going to need backup. Like there is no way that I could handle my two-year-old and put this rave on for everybody. I mean, I want everybody to come with their two-year-olds, but when I'm managing events with, you know, 900 people in attendance, there is no way that I could have that two-year-old next to me because I love him, but he is, I don't know, what is it with second children? They are just on another planet, aren't they? I think that's true. Yes. Wanting that attention. (laughs) Yeah, so um, they come around and one of my highlights from this summer, well, I don't know, we we managed to cram in quite a lot, but we went to Camp Festival um, where Big Fish, Little Fish was on the main stage and we went on and I had these big wings on and then Leo got on stage in front of, I mean, there must have been thousands of people there and he got on stage and was dancing on stage with me in front of thousands of people at Camp Festival and I have a video of it and it just like warms my heart I'm like that is so brave for a five-year-old to get up and do that and he thought he was like VIP you know because we had like the green room and he could see the other stars coming on and off and he just thought that he was just you know he he thought he was Artful Dodger or something (laughs) he just thought it was great (laughs) So how did you and Rakesh meet? So how long have we been together? We've been together seven years and we met at work. Um, we were working for a startup company and there was only four of us in the com- four of us in the whole company. So we spent a lot of time together and we both just come out of very serious relationships. Um, and I think that kind of attract I don't know you would we were just both ourselves because we'd come out of such a you know big relationships that we just were like well if you don't like me that's fine this is what I want to do we were very much ourselves we were very we were friends um for about three four months and then one thing led to another and um we ended up going out and being official um so yeah we, we met and got serious quite quickly but it was very much of a friendship to begin with and this sounds really corny actually but I would say that first year when we were together like I lived more in that first year going out and doing all these amazing things and traveling with him than I did previous 24 years of my life which is proper corny that is so corny but it's true no that's lovely and so uh how do you think having children has changed you both I was thinking about this because you, you, you sent the question beforehand and my immediate reaction was, we haven't, we haven't changed um, because we've tried so hard to make sure that the other person can be the person they want to be regardless of their kids. But on reflection, um, I do think one of the big things that has changed is we we appreciate our parents so much more. We have so much more time for our parents. And I have this great story about when we went for our first scan because I didn't know I was pregnant so I was about nine weeks so I had a scan at nine weeks and Rakesh just stopped just started crying he just could not stop from where we went to have the scan to the bus stop cried on the number 50 all the way to King's Heath got off the bus cried from there to our apartment cried at the window like it was so dramatic he could not stop crying and I was like what what is the matter like you know what's the problem because I love this 
me so much. And now I feel so guilty because I was so horrible to my parents. And now I know that they just loved me. And I just, I think for both of us, that, you know, resonates really well. It's when you have your own kids, you look back at your family and your parents and you go, oh my gosh, like everything that you've done, everything that I thought that was unfair or too strict, you were doing it, but you love, it's because you loved me. You weren't doing it to be mean. Like you were just doing it to, because you loved me. So we have so much more time and patience with our parents. Um, and we appreciate them so much more since we've had our own kids. I think people do feel like that. It's quite interesting for you because you both come from very different families, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, uh, to be honest. But yeah, it, a lot of people, um, comments about Rakesh is Indian and he's Hindu and and his family are from a place in India called Gujarat and very traditional family um neither of his parents were actually born in the UK Um, but I think our similarity is we both come from families um where family is important and my my dad brought me up um saying sometimes Sophie you have to do things that you don't want to do that was like all the time I was told that. And that's very similar to Rakesh's background. You had to do some things because grandma wanted you to. And there was, you know, no ifs or buts about it. So we both care a lot about family and um, that kind of core value, I think, is what kind of kept us together this long as well. So we have a series of questions that we ask all of our guests. So I'm going to fire them at you now, if that's okay. So what would be the two things you would tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance? Don't pluck your eyebrows. <laughs> that would be definitely because <laughs> those came back, didn't they? Um, but also, I mean, a lot of people say life is short. Um, but I actually think of it, I think life is so long that when I was 18, I was in such a rush to like go to uni, get my degree, get a job, get all this. I was like, rush, 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 rush. But actually, I had loads of time to do all this stuff. And I, you know, rushed so much. Um, Just I would tell myself to slow down. You've got plenty of time. I mean, I'm not I don't know when I'm going to get a government pension. I'll probably be 80. So I'm going to be working for a long, long time. I have got plenty of time to finalize what I want to do in life. Or I can just carry on doing lots of interesting things. And that's fine, too. That's really good advice. Yes. So what are the the three things (laughs) about the eyebrows? Yes. (laughs) Um, What are three things that you love to do every day? What gives you a great routine, a start, end to the day? So during the week, my kids only ever eat porridge or Weetabix with honey and chia seeds. That is what they have for breakfast every single day without fail. And the reason for that is I think my kids asking me for food for one. So I think, well, you've had a good breakfast that should fill you up for a long time. And also you never know how the rest of the day is going to go. They might not eat another thing that's even slightly healthy. So I always think as long as I get that good breakfast in, then I kind of give, let myself off if the rest of the day kind of goes a squiff. So that's one thing. We have very boring breakfast Monday to Friday. Um, Another one that I do is at the end of the day, um, I always make sure that me and Rakesh have a little kiss and say, I love you. Um, even if it's literally before, because we, I don't know, I think lots of parents do it. Maybe lots of couples do it as well. You're just rushing through the day. And then I realize, gosh, I haven't even touched you today. I've got up, I've sorted everything out. Mm. So we always make a point that we have to say good night and, you know, say, I love you. Um, otherwise, you know, I think 
you know, the, it gets longer and longer. It happens one day, two days, three days, and like four days, I haven't even touched you. Like, so that's another thing. That's so um, important. And then the third one is, yeah, yeah, I think, I think maybe with the whole lockdown, we had so much time to think about our relationship. There's lots of things like this that we've developed over time. Um, and then the final one is every single night that dishwasher has to go on. I, I like if that dishwasher does not go on before bed, that is, I have actually nearly fallen asleep and then got oh, dishwasher and had to run downstairs and put it on because it just ruins the whole day. That dishwasher does not, is not finished when I come downstairs in the morning, which is really boring, but it's an absolute must for me. Yeah, well, there's nothing worse than getting up to a mess, is there? No, or for me, not having a clean mug for coffee. Like, yes, it just, that, that is not how I'm going to start my day. <laughs> so what are your non-negotiables as a mom? I'm guessing having, you know, not having a clean mug for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sound really strict, don't I, with all these rules, but it's all interlaced with a kind of a carefree attitude. Um, but a non-negotiable is, um, I do lots of different things. I'm, a, I'm the main caregiver to my children. I've got this big fish, little fish, so I'm running that as well. Um, we're doing renovations around the house. We're doing all this. And every now and again, I'll say to my husband, I just need a day off. Like, you know, I'm exhausted and he will, I don't do it very often, but when I say I need a day off on a Saturday, he takes the kids around to his mom and I lay in bed all day and I make a point not to do anything because that is how I gain energy is just to have those little breaks every now and again. And he knows when I say that, he's got to do it there's no there's no nothing around that he can say he just goes and does it for me you're so good doing that I just I never do that (laughs) it's it's hard it's hard isn't it it really is but then you know I just found that you run so fast so time so 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 much of the time that it's just I think mums just don't stop men are really good at it maybe it's a men thing and we can learn something from this but my husband he can just have a nap and the kids will be all around and then will be all around. I'm like, how can you do that? I'm always up doing stuff. So every now and again, when I, I reflect about how I'm feeling, I'm going, mm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit knackered. I need to recoup and I'll pull that card and I will make sure I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. That's my, my Ooh, thing. Oh yeah. That's my guilty pleasure as well. Is it? I'm on season 10. Like I have watched too much Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it is very addictive. I think I'm on about season 15. <laughs> oh, well done. Well, don't spoil it for me. I keep it, reading stuff in the been, news. It's I'm been like, a no. lengthy process, yes. Has <laughs> <laughs> that been your yeah, lockdown? You do, yeah, that's it. You do need that time out, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I, and, and I think everybody should do that from time to time is leave the dishes. The dishes will always be there. The washing will always be there. There'll always be something to do. But you need to just recharge for a day. So sit down get some snacks, order a delivery, watch Grey's Anatomy. And the kids will benefit from it too. Absolutely. I think happy parents have happy children. I really swear by that. And we really see that at our raves as well. Like you will get parents that will say, oh, kids don't, kids won't dance to drum and bass and they won't dance to this music. You should see them because they see their parents having a great time. And then they're the ones at the front. They're the ones pulling the moves. They're the ones wanting to get on stage. They're the ones that want to do it, not the parents. (laughs) So happy parents, happy kids. Absolutely. 
So what would be your advice to new mums and dads wondering if they'll ever get to go out again? Let yourself. I think that's, it's, nobody's like forcing you to stay home and nine times out of 10, there is a way of doing it, whether you've got to pay for childcare or your mother-in-law got to help you out, you know, let yourself go out and it can be, I mean, I'm thinking back to, I'm a lot more confident now, but when I was a first time mum, even leaving the house for an hour without my child, without my first Leo was difficult. But I, I, when I forced myself to do it, I felt better for it. Um, so let yourself, you know, have a neighbor come round and you go to a coffee shop for an hour and have a coffee un, undisturbed for one hour, buy a closer magazine, you know, start off little, but you will go out again if you let yourself. That's great advice. Oh, it's been so lovely to talk to you, Sophie. You um, too. Just, yeah, give us all hope, I think. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing you at a rave soon. A proper rave. <laughs> oh, I don't know about a proper rave. I think a, a big fish, little fish rave for sure. Yeah, come along, come <laughs> along. Um, we'd love to have you. Well, that's really made me want to get dressed up and go out now. Pick up more of Sophie's tips and ideas on our Brummy Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website. And you can find out more about her Big Fish Little Fish raves on the website bigfishlittlefishevents.co.uk. Brummy Mummies is a laudable production brought to you by Brummy Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the Brummy Mummies podcast on all major platforms including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to follow our Brummy Mummies Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there... Sign up to our newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.